0: on to the page, get it out of your head. And
2: on to the page, get it out of your head. And on to the page. Welcome to On the Page. This is the podcast that answers all of your questions about the craft and business of screenwriting. My name is Pilar Alessandra and I'm the instructor and script consultant here at On the Page. Joining me today are two fabulous writers, Raquel Baker and Kendra Jordan. Say hello, Raquel and Kendra. Hello. Hi. Hi. Poor Kendra has a
0: cold. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, remember you guys are going to have to you you mm. both you have these silky tones, but you're very quiet. <laughs> I need you to get loud. Okay, so um let me explain a little bit. Let's see if I can explain. Raquel and Kendra wonderful writers who happen to be working on a show called Boomerang on BET that is executive produced by Lena Waithe. Mm -hmm. Um, The way that they came into my life is that they're currently taking a class from me on Wednesday nights because Lena Waithe um, also creates classes for for writers who have talent, who, who she mentors. Yes. And so I have a whole room full of her mentees and I'm mm-hmm. honored to have them here. Yes. This is week six. And of course, that's when I start dragging people onto the mic. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe actually, somebody said that, Kendra, that you have a lot to say about the mentorship program. Um, did you help start it? or Well, um, it's always been Lena's brainchild. Mm-hmm.
1: And I basically came in as her second assistant and because i have an education background i was a teacher for like 13 years and i really like love the idea of mentorship um, and because Lena has sort of become like this gatekeeper in a sense, like she's not not just a gatekeeper, I should say, like she's knocking the gate down. I'm like, <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: girl, <laughs> letting it open.
1: Yeah, <laughs> she's just, it's like a flood right now. Yeah. And I just basically wanted to come in and just help kind of like, just curious specifically for what, you know, exactly her dream and her vision is for as far as mentorship goes. And I've been um, a, part of, a part of Lena's life now for Going on over a year, just about a yeah. year. Or maybe longer than that. I don't even know. Was it like end of twenty seventeen? I think so. So maybe it's yeah. 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 It's, it's over a, over a year. year. Yeah. Yeah, it's over a year now. Mm-hmm. And um basically that's what I do. I'm like a direct like basically like a director, I guess you could say, of the mentorship um aspect of Hillman Grad. Of course she has her whole Hillman Grad productions and she has a whole team and you know, everybody working with that. But I've been really um Kind of working closely with like the mentees and, you know, getting everybody basically like jobs. Like she gets, I mean, you can imagine what her email looks like oh sure on a regular basis. Not just from people reaching out for with for opportunities, but people who have opportunities. And mm. because her name is like now, like, I mean, people are like, wow, like that's the woman. People actually reach out to her like, look, I need an assistant. I need blah, blah, blah. And she's like, okay, well, who in the network would you think would be a great, you know, a great
2: candidate for that? Mm. So... That's basically what, you know, I've been doing. Since. She's, she, you know, between this mentorship and her and you, you're going to turn the, the world of writing diverse mm. overnight. Like yes. we've been like, it's been yes. like a, yes. a slow boil, but now it's like, no. but okay, stop saying you we want people. We've got, we've got people here for you. Absolutely. Now, so uh, for people who aren't familiar with Lena's work, um can you just refresh them uh, Raquel you're her assistant mm-hmm. and can you refresh everybody as to um, the things that Lena has been part of and created
0: Yeah um she had a recurring role on Master of None playing Denise Aziz's best friend and she wrote an episode um, which she won an Emmy for for best comedy writing
2: first black woman to win a yeah, comedy first Emmy yeah yeah, yeah which yes. was huge
0: um and then she created The Shy which is in the second season. It's coming out April 7th, I yep. believe. And
2: we just had Jade Brandon on. She was the yep. assistant,
0: uh, uh, assistant. Yeah,
2: writer's assistant for that show. And, and then it's a great show. And we actually,
0: just going back to the mentorship program, like we plugged her yep. for that. Oh, that's that great. Was, yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, and then there's Boomerang that mm-hmm. she is a co-EP on. Um, and she has a bunch of stuff in development. Like I mean, at yes, least ten uh, projects. Like it's like
2: <laughs> crazy. And didn't Boomerang just um, debut uh, on or around Sundance? Yes, yes, yes. We had our first screening at Sundance. I loved like like I was like, where did my class go? Like, oh, well, they're at Sundance. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not at Sundance. <laughs> right, yeah. uh, and it went well, right? No, really well. It was, it was amazing. Like packed. Oh God, it was a line so down the block. It was yes. Crazy. Did you show the first two episodes? Yes. Yep. Okay, yes. cool. There are, can I just say, very um, attractive people in that. It it is, is. It? Yeah, if you ever just want, you know, Why? you're on set, I'm, <laughs> I'm available. I sort oh, of, yes. yeah, yeah. But, that's, that, but that's besides the point. Um, so, <laughs> so tell everybody um, a little bit about the show, Boomerang, because it actually, if, it, if the title sounds familiar, mm-hmm. for some of you, it, there's a reason for it. Right, it's not a
1: remake. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> it, <right now. laughs> loud and clear. Yeah, which I definitely appreciate. I'm not going to lie. In the beginning, when she was talking about it, I was just like, "Girl, you gonna remake Boomerang? Like, please." Yeah, I was 13 when it came out. I remember going to the movies and everything. And I'm so like a Eddie Murphy stand. So I'm like. Nah. I'm so beloved, like I was yeah. like six,
0: and I like I watched that movie over and over and over. Yes. Like I learned so much. About, I know the words. Yeah, you, yeah. Know, you
1: know, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. I looked. I thought Holly Berry was just so like, oh god, right? I just cut my hair thing. off because of her. Yeah. Did you?
2: Yes, I did. I did that once because of Marissa Tomei. It was a oh, really, wow. really bad idea, too. like a terrible idea. <laughs> I looked like a Q-tip. I just had oh, this like poofy hair <laughs> and this little skinny body at the point, and no. it was, it wasn't. Good. It wasn't good. No. Um. So so boomerang again. In case you don't know what it's about, like the the movie was about this womanizing guy yes. who ends up sort of having the tables turned on him yeah. when a woman turns around and does the same thing to him. Right. And so now the it's boomerang not, is the boomerang. that his child, his daughter, mm-hmm. is a lot like her
1: father. That's like the boomerang of it all. Like these are the offspring. Yeah. So Simone, who's like our main character this season. She's the daughter of Marcus and Angela Graham, who is Eddie Murphy and Holly Berry. And um, Bryson is the son of Jacqueline Broyer, who played who was played by Robert Gibbons. Mm-hmm. So you have the offspring. This is like the new generation. And it's very much telling of us like as individuals yeah. how we have a lot of our parents' in similarities us. in us. Yeah. And we don't notice it come out until maybe others bring it to our attention or we're not even aware of it uh-huh. until something happens. But it's really a tale of all of that, like the boomerang of it all. Like, how do you throw that, you know, that child out into the world and how that right. child turns around and then imitates the, the
2: parents? Is that why in, in the first episode, there was immediately a generational conflict? Mm-hmm. There was, yeah. Uh, yeah. You're, you're selling this stuff the way that our parents looked mm-hmm. at it, but as millennials, we look through a different lens and right. this is what we want. So that comes out even sort of in the, in in just this, this one little business side of it. Right. And, and, but I guess that's a theme that's going on. Because
0: it's like old guard versus new guard in general. Mm-hmm. But also it's like Simone wants to get out of her father's shadow, you know, and break free. And that's very millennial because like most of us are not working in the job for like 10 years. Like we like to do our own thing, have autonomy. And you see that in her for various reasons.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, is there any, you know... Of course, I'm going to ask. Is there any chance that the um, father and mom might show up at well, some point? The
0: mother the- was supposed to, but she was filming John Wick three.
2: Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was written in the script. Yeah. You? yeah, okay. This is so we can work on. Come on, Eddie. Yeah. Come on, I know. Eddie. I know. Come, come on. on. Eddie. We want to see you back on screen. Come yes, on. We do. <laughs> so when you guys are. Uh coming up with, you know, this this reinvention, this new generation, um, what's it like to start from scratch with a brand mm-hmm. new show? Wow. It was um it was a huge
1: like I think that first week was like a lot of brainstorming of like hot topic ideas, mm-hmm. um, things that were being discussed in social media. And of course social media is like oh god, that's like the go to <laughs> for like well, what's the thing people are talking about yeah. now? Um, And that definitely steered the ship for us when it came to like um, looking at Ari, you know, he's Mm -hmm. a bisexual black male that we've never really seen on television um, in that way. Like I always say a lot of times in the past, we've always explored homosexuality from this very like character perspective Mm -hmm. and it's always flamboyant, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's always the girl's best friend that the Gusbin they always say but yeah. you know Ari's a little <laughs> different never, that. you never yeah. heard it like yeah. that All the Gusbin yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah now with him you see it from a like a more like hyper masculine like oh mm-hmm. my god like mm-hmm. and there was a lot I remember we were um live tweeting last night and we were reading like a lot of the like you know tweets <laughs> and stuff and they were like wait a minute did just-? they were shocked <laughs> because like, we like, never what? really explicitly said it which I was so grateful for it just kind of like let's just let know. it come out and people just have that experience like right.
2: It's people don't go around going hi. I'm straight, right? right. So right. Why would they go around exactly. going hi? I'm bisexual. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: let it be natural. So that mm. was a lot of it. A lot of discussing what we thought. You know, people want to see, and we had a very diverse room. We did um, with a lot of different perspectives. Um, some people didn't watch it in its current day. I think maybe I and maybe another person was the only one who had, and other people mm-hmm. had kind of like watched it, like, you know, recently, recently I watched it over the week. Like, I'm like, what? <laughs>
0: like, it was on repeat. For yeah. Us. I was watching yeah, it all the time.
1: Yeah. So yeah, that was pretty much like a lot of the discussion in the room when it came to like, as far as the ideas generating.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so, when, so tell me more about the diversity of the room. Was it also diversity of ages? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So this, getting back to this generational thing, um, did you find it played out in the room as well? Or did, were they just able to bring their voices about, like, well, she thinks this and this person thinks that?
0: I think sexual orientation was something that was huge yes. in there as well. Absolutely. We have, like Lena, who is um, a lesbian, mm-hmm. Azia, who was a lesbian, yep. Ben, who was yep. our showrunner, he is a gay man. Yep. Um, and then everyone else was hetero. But I yeah. mean, having three people in the room is like super unique. Yes. Um mm-hmm. And then also we had like, three Asian writers, mm-hmm. which was really interesting. Um, and it was a majority. Well, it was like what half and half? Yeah. Women. Yeah.
2: Hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And um, did any of the writers come out of the mentorship program as well? Or, or these, these are writers that have been on other shows? They were all right writers of the show. Okay, yeah. all right. But low
0: key, like was everyone a first? Sean wasn't. Well, Sean, Sean was Box. By the way, yeah. let's name drop Sean.
2: <laughs> Shout out to Sean, who's been on this show twice. Sean Box, my my old student yes. client. I'm I'm taking. He's mine. He's yeah. mine. Yeah. Sean, you're mine. You should. <laughs> <laughs> but I was so excited to see his name in the credits too, and yes. he's one of the one of the co producers. Absolutely. Um, now you guys actually. So, so you, you have these hot topics that you're creating, right? I'm not going to jump to your episode yet. I'm going to ask you, after you have these hot topics that you are sort of thinking about, did you then try and figure out the season as well? Did you create markers for where you knew the season would go and then figure out what shows would get you there?
1: Well, actually, we discussed Marcus and Angela um, as a couple Okay. If they had a child, what would what would she be like? Mm. We had a huge... It was almost like a psych... Like, a Yana fixed my yeah, life session. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I think she's probably screwed up. You know, uh-huh. and I think she's this, and I think she's that. And, you know, and just kind of discussing, like, you know, a lot of us have had the experience of watching parents, you know, deal with infidelity. That was a huge issue for, you know, Eddie Murphy from the... Well, not Eddie Murphy. Marcus Graham yeah. from The Jump in the show. Like, his... Ability to commit, which is a lot of times a deal breaker for most, you know, relationships. And so we talked about that and, you know, we, we came across the idea like, what if Simone is not really like her her mom and she's more like her father? Mm-hmm. You know, what would that experience be like, you know, for her? And then thinking about, well, how would she be at the, at the Graham agency? Would she really want to be there right. or would she be the kind of child that's like, I want to do my own thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I could identify with her a whole lot because... I definitely was a daddy's girl, but a part of me also wanted to steer away from his expectations of me. Mm-hmm. And then I discovered later on in life, I'm so much like my father, you yeah. know? And so that's essentially where we kind of started. And we road mapped it from there. Like, okay, as everyone has seen, I no spoilers, but she ends up leaving the agency. Mm-hmm. And we're like, you know, what would that experience be like for her in this millennial culture? Like... You know, advertising, you know, and I know Raquel definitely has that background to speak to because she has an advertising background. But what is advertising like today Today, versus when Marcus and, you know, Angela were in the heyday of Lady Eloise and all of that? mm -hmm. Like,
0: how has that changed with social media? So Yeah, Yeah. it's funny because um, Victoria very much represents like an actual version of advertising execs that still exists today. Um, there's this really huge black advertising agency in Chicago, and they like do all the top brands, but they're very much like old school. um and I used to work at an ad agency called Common Ground, and we were like all millennials, like the owners were like barely forty, and so everything we were doing was super fresh and like innovative, very much related to social media. um but it's funny because you look at a character like Bryson who admires Marcus Graham, and literally, I know men. Even though Marcus Graham is a fictional character um fictitious character, they idolize him and there's even an organization called the Marcus Graham yep. Project based yep. on him based on the movie the character, movie character. oh my yeah. God like he means so much like to the black community but also yes. the black advertising like boomerang is like everything. <laughs> so it was just really funny to see someone like Bryson because I, I know that guy he's like right. obsessed with being like the top, the best.
2: How interesting. How interesting. Mm-hmm. So, you knowing sort of this advertising background and and so there's that advertising part of the show as far as stories go, what's Mm going to happen as far as sort of their careers go, right? Right. And then there's the love relationship. What's going to happen with their love love relationship? And because we've boomeranged her in character, you know, she's going to probably do a lot of the pushing away, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so I would imagine you're like the end of the season is will they like... If there's a kiss or something like that <laughs> oh, right yeah, i'm not yeah, gonna yeah. I don't want you to give it away, but I would imagine if I, if you're breaking story, you have to break it around like if they finally get closer or something like that right. mm-hmm. and then and then build up to there with the episodes. right yes right um now when you're actually structuring the story, do you guys use note cards? do you do act breaks? How do you guys do it in the room? We did note cards mm-hmm. um, at first.
1: But then we had like no cards. We had a board, like this board of ideas. Okay. And then we went from there to like basically breaking story together, like beating it out mm-hmm. on the wall. And then we went from there. Um, and it was just one of those things where it was kind of like we we had a very trusting showrunner as Ben and Lena you know, included. She you know, came in the room a lot and just allowed us to kind of like, okay, let's put this together. And then we came back together and then we just shared and all of us gave input on... And we did our first pitch. I remember that day. Oh, my God. Still haven't recorded. It great. We were so, great. like,
2: so oh good. This is you and Raquel together? <laughs> yes. yes. Because, because Raquel and Kendra are actually, they've written episode six together. Yes. So was this a pitch for the episode? Yes. yes. Okay. So tell me about that. Tell me about the pitch. We were just so
0: hyped. I mean, I was a little nervous. Like, okay. but I'm super it, <laughs> nervous. But we would have never known. Um, it's so funny because the pitch process Well, not even that, like the ideation process. Me and Kendra breaking the story for the episode. It happened in, what, two hours? Yes. Oh, really? It was so easy for us because we were just like... I think because going back to the boomerang and how it relates to the love story, we wanted our episode first to be like back in the day. So Mm -hmm. a throwback episode. right? And then kind of show how in college, every year, Simone and Bryson were kind of playing cat and mouse. Like... One was into the other, but that person had a significant other. Um, and so we started with, we were really inspired by when Harry met Sally. Yeah. I'm a huge Nora Ephron stand
1: as a writer. Yeah. I love her and Dorothy Parker. And I just love how she told that love story between, you know, Harry met the whole Harry and Sally situation. Yeah. And we saw them like go through these different like time periods. And I can so relate to that. Like, for me, going to college and homecoming, it always oh, felt yeah, like that moment because you would always see the guy you loved and you'd be like, well, is he in a relationship now? You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, dang, he's married. Oh, he got kids. Yeah. Oh, no. Like every year you're like, oh, dang, he's divorced yeah, now. Okay. Right, right. You know? So it was just one of those things. Give it time. He'll reach out after his <laughs> Right, Israel. right, Trust right. Me. He'll DM. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But honestly, like... To be, I think we did that like two days before I pitched. Yeah. Like yeah, it was yeah. crazy because we had time.
2: <laughs> but how cool for you. like how, And smart too. Like you get to do that episode mm-hmm. that goes off the grid, right? Yes. Oh, my God. And those are like it. everybody's favorites. Oh, oh God, yeah. yeah. Like Ross and Rachel when they're teenagers before yeah. yeah. they the they nose job, well. right? I think yeah. They uh, oh, yeah. my God. I think they did. Um, so you guys, you came up with that and mm-hmm. and, and we get to, to to see that. And did you pitch it? The way that you're pitching it right now?
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. We set it up and then went through each year. Oh, really? Like yeah. Freshman, sophomore, junior, senior yeah. year.
2: Excellent. And yeah. did you have sort of a way, because again, this is, this is a spoiler, so I don't want you to actually say it, but do all of those pieces eventually come together by the end of the episode to move them forward in the present. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Good. Sorry, I'm getting teacher up <laughs> to all those pieces. That's all right. together. Yeah. Like, does it Sorry. matter? I can't, yeah. I can't help it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so that's great. So you pitched it, mm-hmm. and then um, uh, you wrote it. So yes. how much time did you have from the time you pitched it to the time you had to hand it in?
0: The first draft, because I think we started with an outline. Okay. The first thing we had to submit
1: was we an did. outline,
2: and w- and say a
1: week. Yeah, it was like a week maybe. Yeah.
0: And
2: how long was the outline that you had to submit? Mm. It was short. like eight pages, or yeah, some, something eight to something ten like pages that. or something mm-hmm. like that. I okay. All right. So you did that. Tell it that was. Story. Let me tell you
1: something. It was really hard. I'm. I. I always like. Tell Raquel, we have to really <laughs> give ourselves a pat on the back yeah. because we squeezed like four stories yeah. into a half hour. Con- like, good for you! And, and it that wasn't was
0: just hard. Simone and Bryson; it no. was also the supporting characters it's support- so seeing their arcs. Mm-hmm. Like- yes. It, it
1: was, was a no lot. Good for you. It was a lot to just like, okay, let's micro story right. this. And like, it was really a lot.
2: And don't you find, you know, when you're trying to follow all these characters at one time, right? You mm-hmm. isolate their stories and go, okay, what's their beginning, their middle, their end? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm, what's their beginning, mm-hmm, middle, mm-hmm. and end? Yep. You know where you need to go with your act right. breaks or at, at your mm-hmm. landing point at the end. So meanwhile, as these people are, are crawling through, are you tracking them? Right. You know, and sometimes you can do that with... Three scenes, right. you know, yeah. or like three half scenes. It doesn't right. even have to be in a half hour, so right, mm-hmm. with, with all those people. It's just a little moment will do it. Yeah, little moments. yeah. yeah. And so you hand it in the outline, you get mm-hmm. the okay from the showrunner at mm-hmm. that point, mm-hmm. and then you started writing. The script, and then yes. how long did it take to... to Ooh. or what did you, you have how- I don't know why a week is just standing out it's okay. like the increment. I think so, so yeah I yeah, think yeah. it was like a week
0: or something mm-hmm.
2: like that. and did did you guys go off to write or were you also doing your other duties because you're also the writer's assistant oh, oh
0: yeah. yeah the and jobs that we were, had oh god yeah. assistant. So, uh, absolutely I'm like, god. we would meet up during the night like okay yeah. you take this year and this year I'll take this year and yeah, this well, year yeah why and I work so well together yeah, like we are nice. like
1: sisters really like yeah she knows and I know we're both like, okay, we gotta do this. Right. Okay. You take this,
2: i take this. Okay, yeah, we got and
0: then it. You read this, okay, yeah. what you think? Okay, okay. yeah. Oh, <laughs> it was so crazy. great. Yeah. I, like, I couldn't have imagined writing Absolutely. this for anyone else. Do but... you think
2: that maybe, okay, you know, outside of Boomerang, do you think that you might take this? This partnership too. Oh, my God. Oh, we talk already? about sure. stuff. Oh, oh, we got like 20,
1: okay. 20 scripts we've probably right?
0: already talked about. Yeah, That's yeah, awesome. Out, out of this one that.
2: episode, yeah. yeah, that is so
0: great. I think yeah. our
2: life experiences are very parallel. Very similar. Um, yeah. you, I want to switch to the fact, to your other jobs here, which is Kendra, you're the writer's assistant in the room. Yes. Raquel, you're um, assistant to Lena. Mm. Let's start with you, Raquel, because what's some insight into... A creator's uh, schedule (laughs) and what they're supposed to be doing because. You know, yeah, so Lena is like a rock and roll yeah. TV creator showrunner now, right? Yes. More so, slashes, please. Oh, I know, my, it's so oh my god, actress, activist, like, yeah, it, you know, a- that's on. right, activism as well. Yeah. So, mentor, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I'm just, I'm just like, you know, people think you get to a certain level and then you can just coast, right? No, but you're actually working even harder, harder. yeah, yeah. So, I, you, has, has it taught like, do you think the listeners? would benefit from, like, how how is a day prioritized with somebody that creative and powerful?
0: Um, well, since that's, like, my job, yeah. there's a certain obligation to it. Mm-hmm. And if I know her schedule, I know what's happening, I tend to that first. Mm-hmm. Um, because unlike Kendra, I'm not a morning person. So I'll wake <laughs> up and I'll get to emailing because that's, like, you know, working for her, working for her doing whatever she needs, being at any events that she needs me to be at, et cetera. And then after a while, I learned, okay, I could email all night, mm-hmm. but I need to cut this off at like 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. and then jump over to my sub. Mm-hmm. So I'll literally cut off, like not responding to emails anymore because mm-hmm. the emails are nonstop. Oh yeah, Like literally no, my inbox stop. is not, it's never at zero. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, cutting that off, I'll eat, and then I'll get into writing mode. And so I'll do that because I'm very much like I get my peak at 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll write through the night and then get a few hours of sleep, and <laughs> start it over again. It when we yeah, when went sleep, came in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so
2: as far as the, the activism part of of you know your job right now, like activism and, and the storytelling are hand in hand, mm-hmm. right? Um, so is that always a priority with finding projects or... Weaving storylines in or yeah. like how is there a, I don't know, a, a sort of a mission statement that you've I think acquired very
0: much. I mean, it has to have a purpose and a message behind it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but beyond that, she's really into underrepresented voices and perspectives being portrayed, whether that's based on sexual orientation, race, gender, even class, Mm -hmm. that's like the Hillman grad production uh, mission is to bring those voices to the forefront. Okay. All right. And that goes back to the mentoring too. Like these people who may not have had any other opportunity can get
2: one through her. Now, you know, everybody in the world is going to be writing and going, how can I get in this program? So we should probably say, (laughs) I would imagine, (laughs) because I'm looking at a full room here. You know, it's, 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 uh, I think it's one at a time, right? One mentorship program at a time that there is yes. a, a, a fresh one at this point <laughs> yes. that she's trying to place the the people that absolutely that we already have, right?
1: Almost like, you know, Hillman grad is a namesake for the whole different world. Like they were mm-hmm. at Hillman. That was the name of the college. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was an HBCU, you know, fictitious. But um, it's almost like in semesters. Like we have like yeah. an enrollment time mm-hmm. and like have a semester these mentees are kind of like, you know, taking the classes and mm-hmm. going to like the networking events. Yeah. We have a mixer that we have every year. We're mm-hmm. trying to get ready to plan another one. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we try to make sure that, you know, people are getting what they need. But at some point, you know, you got to go out there and you got to walk on you.
0: Yeah. You know, you yeah. got to put
1: all of that stuff to the pavement and you have to really go out there and make it work yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, because I used to be a teacher, I'm a big fan of like to let people graduate out. Like they have to be able to keep it moving. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm always about setting people free. Like yeah, this yeah, is not yeah. for you. Like, you know, like, and that's no shade or anything. That's just about like this is your life, and you have mm. to be very focused about that. It's very easy to be distracted by social media and so many other things. Yeah. And it's important to understand do you want the fame or do you want the purpose or whatever that may mm. be for you um that you would like to do in this life? But I'm just a big fan, a big fan of like, look, figure out what you want. Or let's do this for a little while, maybe. And then you'll see, like, maybe I don't want to really do this. Because it's one thing to admire something. Yeah. It's another thing to do it. And then you're like, oh, wait. (laughs) Like, this is feeling the way that I felt. Yeah. You know, because it's one thing I will say when you were asking her about Lena, like, harvest is work. Mm -hmm. Like, I learned that. I was her second assistant before I became writer's assistant. And... I looked at Raquel like how did you do this by yourself for (laughs) so long? Like, girl, this is insane because when I came in, it was Ready Player One getting ready to come out and the Shy. Oh yeah. And she just won the Emmy. So it was insanity. It was crazy. I mean, it was a good thing. Yeah. But it just taught me really like you have to have a really good team of people around you, people you trust. Yeah. You have to have a really good like your public, you know, publicity, mm-hmm. your age, all of that. It all of that stuff really matters. And harvest is work. It takes a lot of work. As yeah. hard as it takes to make it, it takes even more energy to sustain it yeah. and to keep it going. You know, so I'd That's have it. nothing but respect for Lena and how she manages it all because I'm like, girl, like How do you keep, because you have to maintain that. You got salaries to pay. You know, you got all this stuff going on, expectations of you, Mm -hmm. you know, because she has wanted in me. Of course, there's that on your back. You're like, okay, I got to, you know, keep it going. But yeah, yeah, it's just one of those things. And I always like, when we have the mentees, like with anything, we always talk about that Like just recognizing, Mm. you know, the work that it entails. Sometimes you're writing in the middle of the night or you're like me waking up super early (laughs) to write, you know, whatever that time, that magic Mm -hmm. hour is for you. But it's just something that I really have just been so appreciative to Lena and just the fact that she has a heart of gold. She'll give anything Mm -hmm. and she's always giving of resources and she's always willing to help out to just get us all to where we want to be. So,
2: yeah. Well, um, that's so good that, you know, that that's all working for you because, again, Kendra, you're one of the hardest working people too because yeah. let's go to your writer's assistant oh job God. for a second. <laughs> all right. Like, thank goodness that Saul puts a smile on your face because, Raquel, you're assisting during the day and you're writing at night. You're in the room, Kendra. Yes. Um, Hearing everybody's oh, pitches and storylines and making sense of it all yes. in script form, right? Yes. Can you tell everybody? I mean, we've had Writer's Distance on before. Jane right. was talking about what she did, but tell, tell us something that might be unique to the way that you put together a script for everybody?
1: Well, honest, well, this is the thing. Okay, so I came in, never having been a writer's assistant, right? <laughs> but I have this background of being a teacher. Uh-huh. And I remember I used to make my students do, I taught middle school and high school. So I used to make my students do like interactive notebooks. And I remember we had like a table of contents and all this stuff. And I was like, you know mm. what? I think I'm going to apply <laughs> that here. Because one thing that I remember, one of the EPs, her name is Jenny Lee, who I love dearly. She was like, child, like, in all the writer's rooms I've been in, <laughs> she talks real fast. I love it now. She was like, you know, people have the writer's notes, but the writer's notes, but we rarely read them because it's just so much and just whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm. And I had this producer give me the best advice on the shot. And he told me something that I'll never forget. He said, he's told me to be really good at my job. And he said, be so good that you make it easy for people to say yes to you. And I'm mm-hmm. like, hmm, okay. So when I started to do the notes, I started to just... It was just something that I eventually learned on how to like curate the notes in a way that not told a story, but in a sense had like a beginning. I was, for instance, I would have like the big idea, like who is Marcus Graham's daughter? That would be a huge question Mm -hmm. in bold. Mm -hmm. And that entire like bulletin list about that would be what it was about Simone. Simone is this. She's a Pisces. Simone is a little shaky about where she wants to be in life. Like I literally wrote it like that. So then when people were reading it, it was almost conversational. And Sean told me he had my notes on dictation. Mm-hmm. Mm. He said, your notes are so good. Like yeah. I have them on dictation oh, wow. and it reads it to me. And I immediately would know like, okay, this is what we need to talk about tomorrow, you know, next day, you know, next day when he comes in. And I was like, really? And then one of the other um, writers, she was also a writer's assistant at Shondaland, I think uh, she was. Yeah. And yep. she was like, Girl, your notes are good. Like they were talking about it. I was like, really Ooh, you think amazing. so? And then she was like, Yeah, they're really, really good. Because I, I'm also I, I'm an illustrator too. So I'm really about Th- making things big, like come together, but I look at details
0: too. It's really weird. Kendra is super organized. Yeah, I'm super so, like right? okay. You can do yeah. everything. No, yeah, yeah no, yeah. I cannot. Do yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love the what you said about headers, right? Yeah. It's so funny that people forget that that they'll just do this happens, this happens, this happens. No, but you need what's your topic? You need headers, yeah. right? I a table of
1: contents on right. every set yeah, of notes. I even had helpful. homework, so if we discuss like. Like one time Lena was like, you should watch All About Eve. And then one day Ben was like, yeah, on Girl Friday, watch this thing. Mm -hmm. I even put in the homework, like watch Girl Friday. I even had tie markers. Go here and watch Mm -hmm. from this to this. And this is the part he wants you to see in the scene. Like I made it easy for everybody to do their job because I believe that if you have ease, it's easy to do better at what Mm -hmm. you do. You know, so I'm like, listen, I have time. I can do that. So let me make it better for everybody in any way that I can help as a writer's assistant. And I did. I took pride in it. I was like, I really want to make sure that you guys don't go home and be like, where's Girl Friday? I don't even know how to get. I already had the I clip and the link and they just pushed on it. And they were like, oh, okay. Which which link so,
2: from Girl Friday?
1: It was one of the scenes where she comes in with the guy or something and he finds out she's moved on. I forgot which scene it was. I can't remember, but it was a scene where they were like, "That's how you they don't wanted want to end up with him." It was, it was to be right. They wanted someone to be real, like you know, Girl Friday. Uh. Like, she does has a little bit. <laughs> she
2: does. I think I might have that clip. Yeah. I, think, I think I showed it in a in a class. Um, and which which all about Eve one? Do you remember? No, I don't remember. Mm. 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 But that's so interesting that those are. That's where you guys are capturing your characters, yeah. or an example, right? Um, Raquel, uh, what what are the movies and TV shows that influenced you? Because Kendra said that she's a big Nora Ephron fan.
0: Um, so when I was like six, six is like a pivotal age for me. <laughs> um, I would like my aunt would watch me instead of me going to school in a lot of days, and so I was just watching so much black cinema. Yeah. Um so that included Boomerang, Boys in the Hood, Poetic Justice, John Singleton, like his first three films I was so obsessed with. Mm-hmm. It was those two in Higher Learning. I loved it so much. Um and all that kind of like formed my palette and the way I like walked through the world and saw myself. All those like nineties black, it was just like super popping then. Yes, it was. Um. And then I think today um i'm like really obsessed with big little lies i've never been oh so God, emotionally yes. invested in something just like what is going on um
2: <laughs> see, for me uh, it just looks like well that's just it look, look that. yeah I, I see people dropping off their kids at school I'm like well that looks like my day i it know just,
0: and then you get in there and it's like this world is crazy that's yeah, what i love yes, it's trick exactly. because it looks so beautiful and like you know, um, privilege. But these, I don't want their lives. Like, it's insane. Um, I also, I mean, I, I was a big fan of Atlanta. It was super uh-huh. unique, different, really, really nuanced. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen like, I felt like there's constantly a black inside joke on every episode. I'm like, oh my God, how are you thinking about this? Um, I'm trying to think of something else more recent. No, no, those are all great examples. Yeah. I
2: just finished watching the second season of Atlanta, which uh-huh. is so Different from the first season? Oh, yeah, yeah, like he's yeah. really gone into some like Twilight Zone kind of yeah. kind of mm-hmm. places, which is interesting. Like, like the first was mm-hmm. okay, this is the world and this is the goal and the characters. And then here's some side stories that we can explore in the second season. I think yeah. once you're renewed, you get more freedom. You get more right? freedom. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's been really interesting. Um so what you know, you're you're in the middle of this show. It just aired last night, right? Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what is the schedule like now? It, it went up last night. You guys have already written six episodes? Since you wrote six, or are you guys writing these all out of order? Like, what's the schedule now? Oh, that- they're
1: all done. They're, they're all finished. done. Shot, okay.
2: Yeah. We
1: had the privilege of going to Atlanta to see our episode shot, too. Oh,
2: yeah, my God. That was so, was like, amazing. oh, God. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. I guess you guys were so busy. I was like, you're still in the middle of writing, but yeah. you're done. Okay. We're done. We're all right. Yeah. <gasps> okay. All right. People don't realize
1: there's, like, three different experiences. There's mm-hmm. the room experience. Then there's on-set experience. And then there's Post. And then there's... It's out the now world. it's Out to the World. It's yeah. this four It's really... In yeah, every step of the way you're like, oh, uh uh, oh, this
0: feels different. Right. Oh, it's like New
1: sending sensation. your baby out into the world and you're like, Oh my god. Yeah, okay.
2: Well let's talk about you guys being on set in Atlanta for your episode. Mm-hmm. Were you uh producing a little bit, directing, having any any say so and <laughs> in, in yeah. what in what somebody wore or how they oh, acted? We were like, Oh my god like,
1: yeah. You know. No, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It was just really a huge learning experience, yeah. really. We were just kinda like in shock, I think, mm-hmm. like Wow! Like we get
0: because you it. have the page, and that's one thing. That's mm-hmm. a whole to different thing. But see with the actors and the setting and it comes to life literally. You're just like literally. Oh. And then you know, if a line is delivered a certain way, then it's, it changes the whole scene,
1: right? Because you have it in your head a certain way yeah, when you write it, yeah. And then when you hear it, you're like, wait.
0: I
2: did anyone right. ask for clarification on a line, or did you ever offer clarification? Yeah, on someone a line? did, and I was like. I was so oh God. Uh, I think
0: was that, I don't know. Oh my God. The <laughs> actor, he had yeah, Remember, yeah, I yeah. gave him that line. Uh, I'm like <laughs> <laughs> I felt on the spot. But it was it was new for us. So we were like, I don't know what to say. I Should know, I say something? Do I am right? I supposed to say something? Like <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to do.
1: But yeah, it was it was just it was it was amazing altogether. It mm-hmm.
2: was it was a
1: huge it was just really amazing to watch everything.
2: And at that point had you you, you you knew who was cast and all that oh, yeah, but to yeah. actually see them living oh, your yes. story. Yeah. But also, I would imagine this one was heavily with makeup and wigs and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, it was yeah. so rich and throwback. We liked it. It was lot. just so
1: crazy. Every, everyone did. You know, because really makeup and even like, even in costume, our amazing costume designer, Tiffany, yeah. has more. And she said, she said, girl, like, these are the kind of um, episodes people get nominated for Emmys for. Yeah, like when well, yeah, you got yeah. something that you got as like, a superior piece, yeah. you know? So that
2: was something that we just were like, well, that is true, you mm-hmm. know? So, yeah. So I, I just want, you know, you guys are in a really diverse writer's room um, and there are people that are listening and, you know, diversity gets just bounced around like diversity, diversity, right? But what are the particular, um, what, what are some, some, what's some insight that you can give um, into, you know, when you're thinking about creating diversity in your scripts mm-hmm. or going into diverse lives that have not been portrayed on screen before? Um, what are mm-hmm. some things maybe that people should be thinking about or thinking about not doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I know it's a really loaded question. Um, no, that's
0: a great question. Yeah. That's um, a great question. Two things come to mind to me or for me. Um, The first is try to write from a diverse experience that you know. Mm -hmm. I think it most people have some, whether no matter class gender whatever you have some kind of diverse experience
2: that, that you may not even recognize exactly. in yourself like yes you're this right. but your experience is that yeah. you grew up this, this way, way. Right. not everybody else did
0: and because yeah. it's just so important to write what's true to you because mm-hmm. it flows easy you know it you know all the nuances like that's real for you mm-hmm. i think when you try to write Outside of anything you've experienced, just for diversity's sake, then that's when you screw up. Yeah. Especially if you're uninformed. Absolutely. So that goes into the second point. Like, if you don't know something, but you're really interested in writing about it, like, do some research. Not just Googling, but like, go talk to some people. Have a do a yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even me. I on my script for the class, I um actually changed it from her working in plastic surgery to the art world. And one of my good friends, her, she was an art historian. She was going to be like working in museums. I don't know a lot about that. I literally sent her an email with all these questions so I can get more familiar, kind of like consultation. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it helped me so much to like guide my script and where the season could go and stuff. Um, I just think it's important. You got to inform yourself.
1: Right, right, and I, I can say to attest to that as well um i 'm a heterosexual woman, mm. and much of our show is basically giving a platform to people who are not heterosexual and I think it 's very important for us to understand that all voices need to be heard, and we would have conversations in the room. Where people would give their account of what that experience of being, you know, a lesbian woman or you know, a gay man has been for them, and just being sensitive to that, you know, like I just I love to write a good love story. I Ooh. can write it for anybody. <laughs> I love it. I do, <laughs> and I just believe in really representing people in the most authentic, like you yeah. said, the most authentic. Because I have so many gay, you know, lesbian relatives and friends, and whenever I've been tasked to do anything of writing for that voice, they're the first people Mm -hmm. I call, talk to, I want to know everything, detail by detail, what (laughs) song were you listening to, (laughs) you know, like everything, because I need to, because I'm the kind of writer who's almost like how people method act, I literally have to put myself in that place. I've had moments where I'm like in pure anxiety, because I'm just having all these Mm very emotions because I'm writing from a place almost like in this kind of like like I'm an empath. Mm -hmm. So I'm in that person's like spirit in a way. And so I just always try to be real for that because it's someone watching who needs to, I always think about that. It's someone watching that needs to see that Mm -hmm. they need it because I remember watching television and being so happy to yeah. see Rudy Huxtable, you know, to be so happy. Single, even Yeah, living single. I mean, I loved Punky Brewster. I loved Blossom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wanted her hat so bad. I mean, oh, I even tried God, to yes. make one and Blossom. it just looked awful. Oh, my God. <laughs> but <laughs> it was just, you know, we just have to keep that in mind. Because I have a daughter. She's 17. And she looks. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's always looking to, like... You know, me, of course, but then there are other, you know, she's gonna look on social media, she's gonna look at TV and she's gonna be like, Hey, I see me there, you know? So I just think it's always important to just like you said, you know, if you can't speak to that, please be sensitive to it in a way that you Mm. wanna learn and you wanna understand and bring the best truth possible to it when you know you write it. Because it was very diverse. There were times, I'll be honest, I'm like no, black people don't say that. Like, yeah. you know, like you're like, no, nah, nah, I, mean, yeah, I already know yeah. who's going to be watching this. No, you know, but just being open to that. I'm a person that at first I will fight, but I'll like, <laughs> okay, I'll listen to what you have to say. <laughs> but, you know, and then I changed my mind and I'm very, I'm very open and honest mm-hmm. about that. I'll say, you know what? You're right. I'm, I was wrong. So, yeah, I just think it's important for us to just be great listeners. Yeah, I yeah. love
2: that. I love that. And also, I, I, and also such a good tip about, you know, that you, grew up in a diverse experience and may not even realize that right. You have to bring out unique stories and often mm-hmm. that is a unique element of yourself. Yeah. Right. Um, even if it's a secret, it can end up in a character nobody has to oh, really yeah. know. Oh, yeah. Those are the best. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you guys, thank you so much for doing this. I, I hate to tell you, but we have to say goodbye so we can set up for class. Then you have to yeah, this yeah. is our last class oh, wow. for a while, mm. week six. Kendra said, "Everybody has to graduate." So, okay, all right. Um, So, uh, BET uh, Boomerang. Mm -hmm. You can check it out there, or I watched it today on iTunes. Actually, yeah, I missed it last night. Um, Also, uh, is there any social media that you'd like people to go to? Um, You can follow the show
1: at Boomerang on BET Mm -hmm. on Instagram. Yeah, definitely know that.
2: All right. Do you You, personally? uh, uh, Yeah, I guess so. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My IG is at Keisha Jo, K-E-S-H-A-J-O on Instagram
0: everywhere. Mm -hmm. And mine is at It's The Rock and The Rock is spelled R-A-C on Instagram. Okay. And Twitter. Yeah. But, yeah. All
2: right. And if you'd also like to send some cold medicine, you can. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, remember to go to onthepage.tv to check out all the classes um, in person and online. Yes, I finally put my online class on my website. Oh, you oh, can great. sign up Yay. for it. Great. It is for the first draft class, and I will be doing it uh, oh, that's for good. every. Everybody, there will be an online version and oh, the live class, amazing. of course. Yeah, um, yeah. That's we'll amazing. see how that works out. But <laughs> I'm really, I'm really excited. Oh, it's going it. to
1: work out great because we have a lot of
2: bitties who are not here. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're yeah. like, I want yeah. looking for an online. Class. Yeah. yeah, and it's a little, you know, it's a, a little cheaper because you're going to be, you know, doing it from your living Absolutely. room. Um, so yeah, you guys can go check that out. Um, I want to thank again, Raquel Baker. Thank you so much, Kendra Jordan. I yes. really appreciate it. And thanks to all of you for listening. Have a good writing week.